0: He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. Today we are going to be previewing the national championship game. We reacted to it. we previewed the FCS national championship game. If you missed out on those, make sure you go check those out. But Washington versus Michigan I've got my $50 bet on bet online to win me I think it was 275 the Huskies get it done so we're gonna be rooting for that and can you tell our listener Sean really quickly where they could go place a bet on bet online
1: the only people that don't get time off this year are pro athletes and us at bet online <laughs> it's not true that's the read that's the, stop, That's the first line of oh, the read. That's the first line, man. No.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, this time of year. Okay. It's still the holiday read because Cam can't send me a new one. Head there to, to bed online it, if you want some Cam holiday took
0: the, uh, Cam took the liberties of uh, taking a Wednesday flight, which I thought was insane to do. We had Tuesday off. Tuesday's the Tuesday flight. So, not surprised that he has not sent the accurate read.
1: I have one. Hey all, happy New Year! Where's the? There, it's just no attached ad. Whatever. You all know the drill. It's Bet Online. This is where we bet. This is where we gamble. Mm. And this is this is if you've listened to the show, then you know I'm talking about Bet Online. If you're not, then welcome to the Bet Online world and community. Sign up today, fifty percent off welcome bonus. Use the promo code Believe B L E A V. Joe's sending out a reactionary tweet to, to the McCord news that I just got buzzed on. Also. It's not
0: McCord. It's it's
1: Will Howard. I that's guess that's what I, whatever. Same difference. Like we were talking about pre-show same difference, but Buckeyes fans, I, you know, this, I'm not going to, I'm not going to yell and rant just cause Cam Rogers got me upset. So we have a direction of the show. I will let Joe get back
0: at the steering wheel. Yeah. The, the Will Howard thing, we knew that it was going to happen yesterday, Um has to be one of the lamest moves, just to quickly get out there, that your transition from Kyle McCord is just a slightly older version of him that's played some more snaps. That's that's what you went with. Um the defense by Ohio State fans is so lame. You guys it's thought so you were gonna get Riley. Lame. You thought you were gonna get Riley Leonard, you thought that you were gonna get Cam Ward and well Yep, get excited about Will Howard. Oh, Lincoln Riley wanted him. That doesn't mean that he's a good option. It means yep. that he was the only option in the fucking portal. They wanted a scapegoat, and Ryan Day gave them one from uh, from
1: McCord. They wanted yep. one. You got yep. one. It's so lame to to be like McCord is the problem. Now McCord is going to go to Syracuse, tear up the ACC. Yep.
0: Yeah. Like, absolutely. I, keep keep on keep it up, Ohio State. Just losers. Let's talk about this national championship game. So Washington beats Texas, Michigan beats Alabama. I think I know where I lean with this, and I'm not torn on either side. I feel like we're in this in this world where we're always going to lean the side of 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 wanting to pick the more physical team, the team that runs the ball better, the more well-rounded team. All of that stuff, all of those all of those cliches have been brought up with Michigan. And I think that's gotten Michigan this far and gotten them to this point. But I think that because of the unique matchup that Washington provides, that they're going to win this football game. I'm going to proceed to elaborate a little bit further as we talk about this. But I, to me, every single week that Washington has faced the challenge where they faced a physical team with a really good defense that runs the ball well, Utah. Oregon, when they played Texas, they put Oregon twice and they accomplished and, and got the job done against them. And when they played in matchups where people doubted them, when they played against USC, there were multiple times this year that Washington was picked to lose and they have found ways to win because they are such a distinct matchup that opposing teams just cannot figure out how to slow down offensively. Now, have they done a lot of stupid shit to let teams that they should not hang around to do so? Absolutely. It's a good I've, qualifier to mention. Yes. I feel as though the fact that from a vibes play and also just from an adversity powering through play that if you know how to win like you did against Washington State, like you did against Arizona, Arizona State with all of these issues, we need to recognize that this Washington team is a lot better than some people are willing to admit and they can overcome some of the issues that they have defensively. Yeah, Washington
1: is an old team also, and they kind of match up well in Michigan in that standpoint because Michigan brought back a bunch of players. So did Washington. I think it's time that I, I fully buy in on Kalen DeBoer. I was bought in. I was all year. He's doing great things. It's time now I fully buy in or don't. I think I have to, and I will not out of michigan hate or spite i don't care about michigan they're 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 just just a team to me same as washington washington more fun though washington not garbled up weird messy season Always playing victim, Michigan. Like it's 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 two different teams. Oh, you're a Michigan hater.
0: hater. I'm not a Michigan hater. You're like I'm not a Michigan throwing, hater. You're throwing side hater. shots in. You're just throwing all these like random. No, no, I, I am. Shy. I, I have accrued
1: some details of what has happened to Michigan uh-huh. this season. Enough with the shirts. Also, the shirts are embarrassing. It's all they have done some embarrassing things. I will not take away how talented of a program Michigan. See,
0: is. Wait, wait, See, This is where you and I disagree. I actually like the whole the world's against us bit. And, and I've said that every, every step of the way I've rooted for Michigan up until this point, I just have rooted from Washington more. So I am picking them to win, but I, it's I think so it's great. A, a, I, a galvanized motivated football team is a hard one to, to beat, especially the one that does the whole, everybody hates us ordeal. In that sense.
1: Yes. In that sense. I, when you, when you, if you're going to frame it in that selective light of a team rallying together, Sure. I agree. It's a beautiful thing to see. A lot of cooperation. A lot of good stuff happens. They broke rules. They broke rules for the early suspension. I don't care about the Stallions stuff because everyone's doing it. McCarthy had to open his mouth, I'll open up another can of worms about about everyone stealing signs. I'm talking about the first one, Joseph. The first three game suspension for Harbaugh.
0: we that's going to attack on another three. This. It's all We've been an embarrassing linear past season. This We've there's still cornballs.
1: They're still cornball dorks. Maybe
0: you've moved past it. I can't root for the cornball dorks. Well, I'm not rooting for Michigan, but I... See, this is what annoys me about this. They're a good football team. They're a great football team. I just think stupid shit that we're at this point where everyone's like, ah, they're they're a bunch of dickheads. It's like, yeah, the Michigan Michigan fan base has been difficult to get along with for decades. This is not a new... um, It's not not a new premise, but it's the newest chapter in the book. This is not a new development. Yes, it's a different chapter in the book. But removing all bias aside from how certain fan bases act, it is a good physical football team. And that was the best team this year. And that was the most healthy this year. So I I think they deserve the respect. I just don't like the whole thing that everyone keeps trying to clown on them because they don't deserve respect. They do. They absolutely do. Oh, I
1: I respect the hell out of the team. The coaching job, top to bottom, all year with with Sharon Moore, everybody stepping up and still getting wins, dominant wins, impressive. I think that they do a lot of things bad for the optics, a- and a lot of things are good for the optics for people on the other side of the aisle as me. For my aisle, there's a lot of things that they do that make me nervous. Both good and bad. They make me nervous because they can run the ball every play and, and win a game. And they also make me nervous because why do you have to run the ball every every play to win the game? What's going on with the quarterback position? Whereas Washington, they don't. the only nerves I get is when it's fourth down. And I don't know if they're going to go for it in their own territory or not. That is the difference of the nerves of, of what the two teams bring me.
0: So I, I think to to jump on that point there, this is a game for Michigan that if they want to just purely run the football, they can. This is an opportunity for them that if they want to just really pound the football and then rely on the passing attack occasionally, I I think that they could go full uh, Penn State where they just completely relied on the run game and, and we didn't really see that many passing attempts from J.J. McCarthy. Again, everyone's like, blah, 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 he's hurt, whatever. This is an opportunity for them to just rely on what's worked. And I think that... The argument is obviously going to be capably made for Michigan. I think that either team can win this game, but for this sake here for Michigan, I think that the way that we saw Texas have success running the football and getting away from it from it, which cost them, Michigan, if they don't get away from it, is gonna set themselves up in a nice position to win this football game. That to me is the key for them. If they do win, is gonna be because they run the ball well.
1: Yeah if Michigan wants to do what 2014 Ohio state did and and, you know, they beat up on Oregon pretty good that game, but Ezekiel Elliott had 246 yards on 36 carries, four touchdowns in that game. They only threw it 23 times. Michigan could pull that out. They could decide to open up the bag, say, we're going to pull this. We're going to win the game in this fashion. They win it by keeping Michael uh, uh, Penix off the field. That's how they win the game. If he is, if they if if michigan can uh, solidify the time of possession battle then they will win that is that's just the fact of the matter unless there's some crazy possession ratio where washington gets turnovers and they can keep scoring uh, if it's if it's general one team one turnover or both teams each have a turnover and they're just dueling drives dueling drives michigan's going to wear them down there there there's no life washington needs to win the turnover battle if they want
0: life I really think that as good as Michigan Secondary has been, this provides just such a unique, difficult matchup. And and the comparison that you keep bringing up is like, oh, they faced last year's Ohio State team. They played against last year's Ohio State team that had Marvin Harrison Jr. um, And two years prior, they also faced the team that had well, they had Jackson Derek Smith and Jigba on it last Jackson, year. The Jigba and, well, Jackson Smith and Jigba didn't play when, when they faced oh, pardon off. Me, pardon me, pardon whatever. He didn't play. Whatever. I almost fell for that trap. I feel like what we saw Washington do against Texas is that it proves that even if you play really close coverage, which they actually did a pretty good job. They actually played decent coverage considering how bad their secondary has been at points throughout the year. They were pretty close on guys, and they still got beat after the catch at the catch point in tight test situations it is such a herculean task at the end of the day you have to get the panics if you're michigan but that is something that is easier accomplished it's easier said than done yeah it is something that is not easily done by a lot of teams we've we saw this with texas everybody was saying that texas was going to get after them that didn't happen they got no quarterback hits yeah not no in the sacks least.
1: Yeah, Washington's offensive line in the trenches has performed exceptionally down the stretch. They've been great. And Penix has – his best trait might be how he moves in the pocket. Uh, He's not a scrambler. His accuracy is phenomenal. Uh, But the way that he maneuvers within a pocket to get himself another half second, give himself another – even a quarter of a second, just just a slight move, give me a little – just give me a little bit and I can make this throw he's exceptional at it. And the, uh, the Washington offensive line does not give up the gross, bad sack, the gross third and nine. We really need it. Take the wind out of your sales sack. I've seen a lot of teams that I root for and don't root for the offensive line. When it comes down late, they're tired. The big fellas uh, give up the edge. There's a sack or it crumbles internally. Washington did not do that versus Texas. They had plenty of opportunities to they had plenty of opportunities to turn it away for a big pressure, big sack, big quarterback hit. They didn't. The offensive line is in sync. That is a connected unit, and Michigan's defensive line. You don't want to fire them up anymore because that unit's very good. They got to do something different. They got to stunt it up. That I, I I don't think that straight up uh, five v four, they're getting that edge against Washington's offensive line how they're playing right now. And that's hard
0: to say because they are a, a very good front seven for uh, Michigan. The interior of the offensive line is probably the weakest spot for Washington. But the end of the day is how they face off with Washington. Ta- Washington's tackles. Troy Fotanu, Ryan Rosengarden, they have been amazing this year. And, that, and that's why they won the Joe Moore Award was because of those two tackles that have boosted the rest of the union. I think if any pressure comes, it's going to be for Mason Graham and the rest of those interior guys. But like they, they got to get home on the edge. They, they have to get home on the edge. Texas couldn't do it. Texas couldn't generate any pass rush on the outside. None of those guys were able to do anything. A lot of it did come from Byron Murphy and Devondre um, Sweat, who we already knew were good football players. I will say, though, if there is a team that is going to hit home, it's going to be Michigan's. That's the whole counter to what I'm saying here where – Michigan hasn't seen a receiver group like this. The counterpoint to it is, well, has Washington faced off of the defensive unit this good? They've been right. tested. They've been tested, but they have not faced a unit that is this deep and this good across the board. And we, we saw that matchup difference when Michigan played Alabama. Like we really were proven that like this team's, this defense isn't, isn't just good up front. They're elite up front.
1: How many uh just just quick questions just picking your brain a little bit how many nfl wide receivers are there in washington's room right
0: now two or three it's three all three of those guys are good enough to be top 150 picks yeah that's a problem that's a problem to have to face
1: and then michigan's d line how many do you have
0: scouted for nfl i mean that whole unit's really good mason graham's not in this class but he's like he's even, even potentially essentially moving he, forward they're all playing he's gonna he's like, gonna, he's gonna be a top, top 100 pick in two years the the a couple of the edge rushers that they have are going to be top 150 picks. There's at least like four guys.
1: Jeez. Okay.
0: Uh, then that's the top of my head.
1: Then that just evens it out. Then that. Then th- we're just evening it out. Then because if you, if you have NFL loaded in one position group on offense, NFL loaded on one position group on defense, then we're just coin tossing. That that that's okay. Thank you for clarifying that. I uh, I respect your grading sometimes, and, uh, and and that one right there, you gave me a little what? Why, what that what was that face? What's that face? You're a dick. <laughs> Thank You're you. No, dick. you gave me some clarity. Washington's offensive line is going to need to hold up. Then God, four four NFL players on the D line.
0: I think. I mean, there could be more than that. Hmm. I, all those guys are good. Actually, wait, and then Chris Jenkins is in there, yeah. uh, who's a really good defensive tackle. Uh, Derek Moore, Josiah Stewart. The whole group is is just fantastic, and I, I can't even name all of them off the top of my head because there's the, – the scarier part is the linebacker position because you got Junior Colson, you got Michael Barrett. They're lethal. Played their asses off against Alabama. They won that game because of the way that they played. I, you also couple that with the fact that uh, Minter is just such a good defensive coordinator and how creative he was jumping into that game plan. That's something to – to really also prepare for as well. I just to round out what we're talking about here. It's going to come down to which unit victimizes the opposing team's unit more Washington's receiver core against Michigan's secondary or Michigan's defensive line versus Washington's offensive line. It's they're both the units that they're both facing are both at a strong high level. It's just a matter of if, if which one wins that battle. I like house. the, I like the
1: route that you're taking there because a lot of people are trying to make the battle of quarterbacks. That seems futile to me because no, it's not even on the same plane. It's not even close to a, a because you know, when the graphics it's come Blake up, Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards versus Michael he, Penix. Yeah. JJ McCarthy. Yeah. I'm is, glad we
0: agree on this is, the, you know, he's
1: just, he's opening the door. He is. I <laughs> Look, I threw that out just so I could make sure we're on the same page that when I see McCarthy and Penix and they're on that graphic squaring off, that we're both gonna be like, This ain't the matchup. This no. ain't the matchup in this game. No. God weren't yeah, you high did... on McCarthy in the offseason?
0: No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely I'm che- not. I'm che- you know, I'm checking the tapes right now. I put him on like the the top returning, top ten returning college quarterbacks list, but that was it. I, I don't see him as a prospect. I don't think he's very good. I don't think he's good processing. I don't think he's got, and he's a good athlete. His processing and his decision-making are it's, it's terrible. It's really it's questionable. Sometimes it's really questionable.
1: And I worry about that giving too many, you said opening the door. He is opening the door for the running backs. He's also opening the door for Washington to get plus field position and two extra possessions off of dumb, dumb interceptions. They can't let him throw the ball a bunch. of like, like They just physically can't. Like They know. Michigan right, well, knows they, that they can't let him toss it around.
0: They can't get stupid and try to do what every other team has done, like Oregon and like Texas tried to do, where they got away from running the football, and then they try to play catch-up. And J.J. McCarthy is the last guy that you want to play catch-up. If he tries to press things and do too much like he did against TCU last year, they're going to lose. Washington is not the team to turn the ball over to and then to have to turn around – uh, and try and stop on defense because they're a momentum team. They're a, they're a team that takes the air out of the yeah. out of your sails by turning the ball over and then scoring off of those turnovers and capitalizing on them. There, I don't think there has been a better team in college football than doing that, in my opinion. And we saw that against Texas. They they did that multiple times that helped them build their lead that they almost gave up. But that was how they they won that football
1: game. One wrinkle that I uh, about the Washington defense, I think Pat might have brought up today see the pattern Ross regardless. I think Quinn Ewers had like a career high rush yards versus Washington, like 54 rushing yards. McCarthy can run better than Ewers, right? Is that Washington's going to have? Uh,
0: I think they're,
1: (sighs) I don't think Ewers is pulling out that run versus TCU that McCarthy did.
0: I think that they're, they're comparable. I I don't think that they're, (sighs) man, they're just two different types of runners. I just think Quinn Ewers is a better runner than people think but they don't use him as one. He's a yeah. good athlete. JJ I, I agree. A little more downhill. I agree. McCarthy's a little more, A,
1: a little. and I just cause he's a little more Daniel Jones ish with when, when his running style, just very, get, getting right up the comp. field. It's a very good comp. Sorry. Man. Hey, I'll I'll get one right every once in a while. Yours, I can't compare his running style. I don't want him running the ball ever, ever stay in the pocket. If you need to leave, don't go, just go right outside the tackle box, right outside. Hey, no he's more. a good,
0: he's a good, he's a good runner. I think you're discounting him. I might be too much. but I he gets hurt a lot. I want him in the pocket. But but to that point, I don't care if J.J. McCarthy runs the ball. If I'm You know what? I'm I don't think team. I do either. I really I don't, don't think I do if he if he runs it either. I'm popping the box. I'm loading the box. If if he's gonna scramble, I'm not spying him. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, I just I just don't want it to
1: be second half. McCarthy, you know, gets uh, like three really clutch third down conversions with his legs. Like they, because I can see that happening, but but I don't want, and I I just, I'm like, that's not
0: how you, but it's, but it's more, but it's more Ben don't break though. Like that's how they've, they've survived is that they've allowed like big gains, big gains. And then they've closed down in the red zone. They've given up a field goal or they eventually do get that stop. Like that, that's where, that's where I see this difference and where they could accomplish that. But what's your what's your final pick on this, by the way? Are you going with Washington?
1: I think I'm going with Washington. And I'm not trying to mush or jinx. I think I really am going with Washington. You better
0: not be. I'm going to send you the most Why? unhinged I, there's text. No, there's if, no need.
1: There's no need. We can both started. ride together on this one.
0: And if I had a prop. Every time you've rode my bet. That's not true. You that is have not true. cost me you have cost to me Absolutely you have. I really don't believe that's true. If anything it's it's
1: you were the 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 major jinx. Oh, uh, if I had a prop show I okay. think uh, uh, is uh Jack Westover playing for Washington the tight end 37. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I he might so. get one. I don't know. I don't think that I saw anything that he'd
1: be out. He might get one. He might get a tud. Just a that's heads up. a really random just a heads up everybody. I don't know if you, I, I'm not sure if the, the the, player touchdowns are out yet.
0: I like that play. Sean's got no idea what he's talking about. Don't take, I his got exactly
1: advice. the idea that I'm talking about, brother. 17, in 19, oh, an and three. We
0: might be the first touchdown scorer. 17, 19, and three. 47% on the season. Don't take Sean's advice. <laughs> don't worry. Don't look, brother.
1: I'm telling you right now, That's, that's my play. I got a little bit of a tingle.
0: Uh let's get to a couple of these other thoughts. Not going to get to all of them. Uh <laughs> which the one? Fir- <laughs> I'm skipping over the jersey Jerry thing. I thought that how was funny, we? but I I thought it was funny, but like how much of that we can we talk about?
1: Not we just have to acknowledge it briefly that he played 267 rounds of golf with the average male Man, in the US no, average no, no, uh,
0: 267 the- strokes. 2000 uh, 2, so m- strokes
1: okay, well, there's uh the average male, oh Jesus, my math is terrible. The average dude I- I- is averaging a hundred strokes a game in golf around,
0: okay, what's the math there? How does that not equate to uh okay, wait, a hundred strokes a round, so that means that's twenty six rounds of rounds of golf a year, dude, I think he played way more than that.
1: My math is off. I thought it was so crazy that he kept on swinging that stupid golf club. Cause I don't know. You said you go to the range sometimes, right? Yeah, I do. I don't know about how you operate in the range. I know how you're supposed to, you know, set up the shot, visualize the shot, and then, you know, get into it. And then, you know, you pace yourself. Unfortunately with me, I get the jumbo bucket and swing away until I break a sweat. I can't, I can't help myself. What I saw Jerry doing is what I saw myself doing at the driving range. Just swinging. No, no game plan. Just choosing a random club. It was, it was, it was pretty inspirational to see my uh, a likeness uh, on a stream that big.
0: Yeah, dumpy people play golf the same way. The, what a what a shocking development! Hey, what are you shooting? <laughs> Worry about yourself. Uh, no, I, mean, I I was really shocked that he actually hit it though. I, I really didn't think that I could not believe it. I thought it was going to go on forever. I thought he was thought he was going to die. I thought he was going to die. I thought he was going to be dead. I really thought that, that was going to uh, be the ultimate outcome of that. Uh, I want to talk about really quickly this this uh, video I sent you, the Georgia Corner Julian Humphrey. Uh, was doing the whole NPC TikTok challenge thing, or not? Cha- it's not even a challenge. He was doing the whole NPC TikTok thing. Hey, can we not have college football players doing that? Can can we not have that? These guys should be making enough money that they're not doing that. That that had to have been one of the worst things that I saw from a college football player. I, I, anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, just type in Julian Humphrey on Twitter. One of the worst I, I that kid's never stepping on the field if he's doing that in his free time. Joe, are you asking college football players to stop looking for attention and money? I'm asking college football players <laughs> to act like young men like when we played. Go play video we, games oh, yeah, go play video games and and drink some beer you know in between practice and when the season's over. go go do what the rest of us do. Get the hell off of TikTok. I I don't mind guys to do the TikTok videos and shit like that, but the whole live NPC thing—that's fucking weird. Get off of that. That's that's weird. Stop. Yeah, that's a bad game plan. That's tough op. That's just what's
1: the net win there? How much do you? How much would he pull from an NPC penny five cent donation type? Situation? I don't know. I don't know I don't how know. much. You know what? And this could be a situation where we learn something that the juice may be worth the squeeze. Right now, it would have to be some pretty good juice to think about doing that if I'm on Georgia. How could you? In the, in the alpha competitive environment that Kirby Smart is doing and, and, and running there, knowing that you're coming back from the weight room, busted your ass, and you're going to do strap down. That's locks. I, how is that
0: possible? I oh, Wait, did he enter the portal? Oh, no. He, he entered the portal, and then he's coming back. Okay. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> he's got some stuff to figure out. I I'm telling you right now, and look, we're not that far removed from playing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If a single guy on our team did that, I can't even imagine the way that they would be treated in the locker Ugh. room the next day. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And I know it's such a cliche, old head thing to say, but there, I I wouldn't look at I wouldn't look at him the same. I absolutely would not look at him the same. I probably would stop talking to him. I'm not a, one of the people that do the whole, I'm going to make fun of this guy because I don't like know, like what he's doing. Uh-huh. not going to go out of my way to make fun of him. But I would stop interacting with him. Absolutely would stop interacting with him. That's weird. What if, okay.
1: Locker rooms are tough, though, because there's a lot of characters. What if Ed Lee was doing this? Would you be surprised? And would you stop talking to him? Okay, I like that. All right. so that, that... See, there's the thing. It's, 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 it's tough. I'm telling you, this is a tough, because, because they're guys, wait, but I do have a TikTok charisma. I, I, we're Twitter charisma guys. He, we are Twitter he,
0: charisma guys. He does not give Julian Humphrey did not give the Ed Lee, Ed Lee type of a vibe because Ed Lee was, was charismatic, a little bit more forward facing camera type of charismatic, but I don't think he's weird enough and has a little bit more self-respect than to do that. Like, okay. If I'm, Ryan McDonough was doing it, it'd be a little different. I don't think Ryan McDonough would do it either. You know, we probably CJ Carrick would have done it. And I would have not, yeah. I would have stopped interacting with CJ Carrick. If I found out oh. he was doing that. He was C.J. our Carrick kicker. had some juice though. He had some juice though. I, what, I Okay. I'll let you talk. Oh, but lead in the next one. This one, I feel like, like a quick hitter. And then I got one last thing. The Alan Bowman thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. This, this popped up probably a month ago, but I've been wanting to talk about to Joe about it. Um, Dudes sometimes struggle with intimacy and wishing each other a happy birthday. I struggle with it.
0: Don't use that word.
1: What? What? Just, okay, being friendly. and uh, Don't use the word
0: intimacy when we're talking about interacting between two men.
1: Okay, fine. How about this? Dudes struggle with operating like girls do socially sometimes. How about that? Happy birthday posts are a girl thing. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, they do big, uh, you know like murals that you'll see on Instagram stories for a a, a roommate that they had for a semester in college. They're all over it. Right. Dudes, you don't see much of that. You might see happy, happy birthday, more life, uh, Earth Day. You know, there have been a lot of variants to not be girly when wishing a friend of yours happy birthday. It, it, It is tough and there is a little bit of pressure to not seem, you know, like you're too into this guy's birthday. That's a bad look. A new development came out lately, a a new term that I think might take the kick. No pun intended. No pun intended. Joe, I wanted to see how you felt about cake and candles, my brother. I was the one who sent this to you. Cake and candles, my brother. I've been wanting to talk to you about
0: it. Okay. I was the one who sent this to you. I'm absolutely doing this. I I was also sent
1: it before. No, you weren't. No, you
0: weren't. weren't. No, you you weren't. No, you weren't. Why are you trying to take credit for a joint
1: segment on our show that we do
0: together? I, I like the bit I'm going to do it dude. because the happy birthday, it does sound really stupid and I, I I don't care enough to, like, I always feel really weird texting my buddies, happy birthday. I'm like, this, this feels oddly feminine. Um, candles, my brother. Absolutely. I'm using that. All right. Well, I got one coming up in about two months. I don't want it again. 28th Feb. Uh, That's that's what I thought.
1: Okay. I, I don't want cake and candles, my brother. From you,
0: what are you talking about? You're getting cake and candles. That's Dude, what you're. I'm not wishing you uh, a happy why you birthday. Me
1: with, I don't, why are you gonna hit me with a cake and candles?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm you're not getting a happy birthday from me. <laughs> I Considering I that. usually forget most of the time, Dude, uh, you should be I, for, happy I forget all the time.
1: Getting. I one time I, I got yours at like I remembered yours at maybe 10:50 at night.
0: Yeah, it might have been
1: 1150. I might have got you right before the clock struck.
0: It's it's usually every year, but you know, it is what it is. Well, dudes aren't supposed to remember it for other dudes. That's true. Maybe your dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's about it. At Joe and at Sanderson Radio. Hit that subscribe button. Thank you for tuning in, folks. We'll be back with more after the national championship with our thoughts on the game.